We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in on this Tuesday edition Oxford X Sign Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio today, leading up to Ole Miss and Arkansas, 6.30 p.m., Saturday night from Baltimore Way Stadium. Razorbacks, losers of three in a row. Ole Miss coming off its 55-49 win over LSU. Lane Kiffin had his Monday press conference. We'll discuss a couple things from uh, that. Look ahead more to Arkansas, talk some NFL, Major League Baseball playoffs start today, and more coming up on the show that's brought to you by Twisted Tea. And, of course, the Oxford Exxon, ex- Oxford Exxon every single day. you got catering options this weekend. Going to be back in the Grove, 6.30 game. A lot of, jo- a lot of time for tailgating. they got their uh, pounds of pulled pork, their slabs of ribs, their desserts, their vegetables. Hot cases, tons of options there, including the beer cave. 34 degrees, all the alcoholic beverages you can need for your uh, watch party at home, just hanging out on the couch, or your uh, tailgating there on campus for Ole Miss and Arkansas. All those things at the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. I am Clark Ford's at Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Again, that number is 662-257-1900. Guest, join Later this week on the Campbell Clinic Hotline, the Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine, and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. What are you laughing at? I'm having a text conversation with uh, Caroline, my daughter. I was going to, you know, typically on Tuesday, we go through a bunch of what he said, what he meant, and different stuff. And I, maybe it's what you said, that everybody was a little listless yesterday. I don't know. I, I went through the questions and went, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was nothing compelling and it, what is anybody's necessarily even fault 
but there was just nothing compelling in that press conference yesterday. No, it's been a long the last two weeks yeah. have been two long weeks for everybody around that program. People who cover it, obviously the people in it. Sure. And everybody's got a lot more sympathy with people in it. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Relax. But yeah. it's been a lot of work. And I, I I think some fatigue has set in. It's the also the doing the Sunday press conference. It streamlined it, but it Monday is like, okay, now the next team. And it's such a weird dichotomy because Arkansas is giving them complete fits. Lane kept saying over and over and over and over and over yesterday, beating it into his team ad nauseum. And at the same time, this particular Arkansas team is not very good right now. No. So it's a it's a it's a it's a no. it's a juxtaposition that's going on. But they weren't very good last year either. And that yeah. I think that was the point that that he was most trying to make inside his building is last year they had just lost to Liberty. And it's the part of that game last year that like he I thought it was interesting that he said this. Mm-hmm. I hate this game because anything I say about it, people twist it. But he said they played like a top five team. It's the part of that night that really doesn't get discussed from the Ole Miss perspective because the Ole Miss people were so angry about the way their team looked and the broadcast and Arkansas played an elite half of football in the first half. I mean, there were people in that press box who'd covered that team the whole year who were like, I don't even know who these guys are. So sometimes that happens. You run into a buzzsaw one day that you couldn't see coming. And by the time Ole Miss kind of got its equilibrium back, it was over. It was over. Whatever to make of it, KJ circles this one, obviously. Well, sure. He's got a lot of family. Yeah, I don't mean it negatively. Yeah, no, he's got a lot of family. And it's a a place. Chance to play back home. It's a place that he wanted to go, and they didn't offer him. And so, yeah, he plays this game with a chip on his shoulder. Sure. But look. Is he banged up? What's the deal? He's always banged up. Yeah. But look, here's the thing. And I've said this to, to, to a bunch of people who are trying to make this thing something it's not. If this game is close, or if this is somehow an Arkansas win, the story is about Ole Miss's defense. And that's a legitimate story. That's why they challenged them yesterday. That was the, the other big storyline, is that they sat them down on Monday and challenged them. Like, you can't give up 673 yards. Yeah. And if Dejon Anthony doesn't make a play on that last play, we're having a completely, I think the word I used was apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. A completely different conversation today and yesterday and tomorrow and forever. We're having a completely different conversation. And so that's the, the, the if you're looking for storylines, those are the storylines. You yeah. You simply have to improve. Defensively, 56, 55, 699 total yards. That's what it would have been. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have been a yard shy of 700 with 56 points, assuming an extra point. And he sure. probably would have made it. And the, I mean, the, the, the ball was there. If you go back and watch it, I had not really watched it because I'd, I was on the field, but that was on the opposite end zone. From the sideline view, it looked kind of high and just sort of whatever. Then you get that end zone view, and it hit the hands. Now, it's a long throw, so defense had time to respond. I mean, you know what I mean? It was not a high percentage throw by any stretch of the imagination. And where I'm different, like JM says, well, Neil, let me tell you a story about a defense since 2016. And I I know what you guys mean. I I just – I don't think – and Lane has said this, so if you want to get mad at me, you got to get mad at Lane too. 
one one game doesn't one game from last year no longer carries over to this year. It just doesn't mean anything. There's too much turnover. Half of the team that plays for Ole Miss didn't go to Fayetteville last year. Mm-hmm. Basically, the whole defense. I mean, Dejon Anthony went to Fayetteville last year, but he was wearing a Liberty uniform. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the sport has changed <laughs> to the point that, well, the year over year thing just doesn't really matter. And he's had some success against you know, Arkansas. Last year, Ole Miss didn't answer the bell against LSU. Well, this year they did. It's a t- totally different team, and it doesn't mean that next year they w- they will or won't. I mean, because if they do it again, if they turn the roster over, it'll be a completely different team next year. I think that's part of the adjustment for all of us. Certainly those of us who have covered it for a long time, it feels like we're covering something much more different. It's very difficult to predict outcomes. Like the whole... WL, WWL, WWW is beginning of the year. No, 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 no. We'll do it because it's, it's, fodder. it's free podcast fodder, but it's never been less meaningful. The thing with Lane, and look, again, Lane was completely on message yesterday. He had two, three things he was talking to his team about. It was, yes, it was defense. Hey, do what the offense did. They had a great week of practice, all this stuff. It's, and he's right, and I get it, and it's what you tell your team because what else the hell are you going to tell your team? It was also sort of disingenuous because I'm going, yeah, the offense, though, did that because. Priest Corn got more into rhythm, and Franklin's healthier, and Harris is healthier. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was very clear personnel things that led to what happened. That was not simply the offense looked like crap the week before, and then suddenly didn't. No, and when the other thing that Lane doesn't say, and I pointed this out, kind of in what he said, what he meant. You're not guaranteed full health for your offense for the next eight weeks. That's not promised. No, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe he's cut a deal with, you know, who knows. But in, in all likelihood, it's not promised. And so you, if you have an injury, if you lose a Caden Prescorn for two weeks, if you lose Trey Harris for three weeks, your defense is going to have to step up. The strategy can't be, okay, here's what we're going to do, fellas. We're going to roll 700 yards and 50 points every single week. That's a cool strategy. That's like going into a baseball game. We'll just score 15 runs a game. Oh, it's great until you don't. Pressure. Yes. Every possession pressure right so the defense has to improve dart goes three and out a couple times in a row and you go oh god I, we got to score no that yeah. can't happen i don't have any margin for for that yeah espn and its bowl projections today uh they had arkansas one of two teams picked out of teams in danger of missing postseason obviously bad news for sam Pittman. should that come to fruition mark schleybot's pick he says um not sure who arkansas coach sam Pittman ticked off in the sc office but the hawks schedule left them no room for error Lost her third straight game, blah, blah, blah. Now Ole Miss gets to play at Ole Miss and at Alabama in consecutive weeks. The Aggies held the Hogs to only 174 yards of offense, had seven sacks and 15 tackles for loss. Difficult to find four more victories on Arkansas' schedule. Agreed. That is correct. I mean, again, the risk of being repetitive, if we're having a conversation about a competitive game Saturday night, it's, it's a warning sign for the Ole Miss defense. Well, I mean, I've, this is other than Vanderbilt. This is the worst offense you'll play the rest of the way. Well, because it's – and there's two ways to look at it. Is what Arkansas does offensively benefits Ole Miss in most ways, but at the same time, Ole Miss has to take advantage of that in ways that LSU and Texas A&M could because of personnel. And, and you know, that's the thing because, like I said, A&M sacked him seven times. Jefferson Jefferson has been hit a ton. Um, he is being pressured on a ton of dropbacks. They do not have the offensive line protection they've had in past seasons. 
He's been sacked 15 times this year to this point. He's been pressured like 40-something times to this point. He's been hurried like almost 40 times. It, it, it's sort of a disaster, and a lot of it's his fault too. He holds on to the football. I wrote that this morning that he holds on to the ball longer than any quarterback in the SEC, not named Jalen Milrow, and he has sacked the fastest of any quarterback in the SEC, and he's 194th in the country on being sacked the fastest, meaning his line gives him no protection whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but Ole Miss has got to get there, and they got to figure out how how many people is it going to take to get there, and then get him down when they get there. Because you know Cedric Johnson was fantastic in that year where he had Sam Williams on the other side, and he could benefit from that. But he's had a hard time being sort of the alpha right there. And who's going to pressure? Who's going to get? Are they going to have to bring five, bring six? Is it a blitz thing? Can they actually get there with a base? I mean, their tackles aren't very good. Arkansas plays three tackles essentially. Two of them have given up three sacks apiece this season. They're bad in running back protection on picking up blocks. That's whether it's Sanders or I think Dominion is the backup running back's name. Something like that. Uh, Dominion, I think. Okay, either way. Uh, they they do a really poor job of that. But, again, Ole Miss has to actually exploit and take advantage of that, and they've had a hard time doing that outside of maybe the second half against Tulane and then a little bit against Alabama. It just has not happened. So, I mean, that's – Yes, if it turns into the game that we think we expect where Ole Miss just sort of outpaces them and beats them and it's not overly competitive, they have to get to Jefferson and they have to get him down. Tackling is an issue. Lane talked about it yesterday. You can't let him run out of tackles because he is one big physical guy. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> I don't know if Lane was making a joke or if he just didn't understand the, uh, the connotation of the question. I did laugh yesterday when somebody asked him about the growth of KJ Jefferson and he took it very literally on him getting larger as a human instead of his actual quarterback growth from a maturity standpoint, which was the question. I think he was trying to make a joke. Yeah. But there was a moment in yesterday's press conference that I think sort of in any chance that press conference was going to have any momentum, if you will, was eliminated. It was just awkward. The serious question or the statement that was not a question? <laughs> the statement. Okay, yes. The serious question was... It's just not Lane's purview. I mean... Well, I didn't know either. I didn't either. Um, apparently, there were multiple. I mean, really a sad night. I'm, I'm kind of shaking a little today about it. Uh, but he didn't know, and so I, I think he kind of looked over at Kyle Campbell like, should I know this? What should yeah. I do? And he answered it honestly, but I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. And then he got the statement, and I think from that point forward, it was just sort of weird. And like you said, everybody's just sort of listless. Well, I, 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 I checked out at that moment. I didn't mean to. I just did. I looked down at my computer, and there was a thing about Cody Bellinger and the Cubs, <laughs> and I started reading it. And, and then I realized I'm not really paying attention. I don't know what's been asked, and so it's too late now. I had an off day. How'd you like to be Missouri today? Is that like like bowl games wise, nobody really wants them. They're five and zero, oh, and both people have them projected to go to the the uh, Liberty Bowl. They can't go to the Liberty Bowl if they win eight games. I wouldn't think that's not. I mean that that you don't fall on that tier. I, I, I wouldn't think so. Both people have uh, BYU Missouri, which Ole Miss is predicted in the uh, Music City Bowl by Mark right now to play your Terps. So. He's predicting seven or eight wins. Kyle Bonagura is predicting Ole Miss in the Citrus Bowl to play Wisconsin. That was that's about where I'm at right now. Citrus Bowl is nine and three. Yeah, that, that's where I'm sort of at right now. So their schedule. I'm looking at Missouri's schedule. They get LSU Saturday. They go to Kentucky. Be a challenge. 
They get South Carolina at home. I think they win that game. They go to Georgia. Um, they get Tennessee at home. I think that's very winnable for them. They get Florida at home. I think that is a win. Sure. And they go to Arkansas, which at, at a minimum is winnable. And in all likelihood is a win. So I mean, we're saying like nine. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what it is about them or him or whatever, but there's a refusal to even acknowledge them sometimes. And I'm like, well, why? Why do we do this? This is because they've traditionally sucked. Again, this is the new football. You Because you once sucked doesn't mean you will always suck. And because you once won doesn't mean you will ever win again. I think the media allows themselves to be influenced by sort of them being out of the footprint and not an SEC program, too. You know what I mean? There's nothing really flashy about them. They're up there by themselves. We sort of don't. We sort of forget about them in a way. They don't exist in some conversations in in, in some ways. I think there's some of that where it's just, oh yeah, and Missouri. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I get okay. it. I get it. But they've been in the league for a minute. Oh yeah, they've been to the title game a couple of times. First two years. Um, he's done a really good job, and the Luther Burden's a superstar. He is. I mean, he's one of the five best players in the league. So, and look, Brady Cooks played well. Everybody's kind of like, well, he's been okay. No, he's been pretty good. League the the league going into the year, we all said, well, there's no good quarterbacks. Turns out there are. Turns out there are some pretty good quarterbacks. Dart's been terrific. Jaden Daniels has been terrific. Um, Devin Leary's been fine. His team sucks, but Rattler's been good. Rattler's been really good. Borderline terrific. Mm-hmm. His team's awful. God help him without him, but yeah, but you know he's been really good. There, the A and M's had two good quarterbacks. Oh, it's arguably the second best quarterback league behind the Pac twelve. Pac's better. Yeah, oh for sure, but, but but the league's been good. It's been solid. Yeah, I, I would. I'd be curious to know his justification on that. That's a little strange. Um, it's assuming a lot of losses. I mean, I, I think Missouri at a minimum is eight and four, which is going to get him above the Liberty Bowl. The Citrus Bowl, by the way, is on New Year's Day at one p.m. I believe if I have that correct. No, never mind. I'm completely wrong. December 29th. No, December. No, I'm right. Okay, never mind. Sorry. New Year's Day. I'm, yeah, it's New Year's Day. There's sorry. two games there. Yeah, it's the requ- the old Outback Bowl, the Relia Quest Bowl that I'm having a hard time with, and then the Citrus Bowl. They're both on New Year's Day. They are. Yes. New Year's Day is on a Monday this year? Uh, that is correct, yes. The two game predictions for the Outback Bowl are Maryland against LSU and Miami against Kentucky. And the two predictions for the Citrus Bowl are, are Wisconsin Ole Miss and Iowa Tennessee. I mean, nine and three and you're going to one of those two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think. that's Anything higher than that takes a lot of kind of help. I mean, Ole Miss has gotten into access bowls at nine and th- to nine and three, but it requires stuff to kind of go on above you a little bit. And the problem is, you got—I mean, I don't—you know—we're going to see if A and M or Alabama loses more games. Georgia clearly is not losing more than one because they just can't. Wouldn't think. I mean, I guess two counting the championship game. Now look, we'll what? talk about it later in the week. Yeah, there's there's a chance this weekend at some seismic shifts in this league. 
that I will, if it happens, I will be curious to see how some of our national media brethren cover it because they don't handle seismic shift well. They don't want seismic shift. No, no, no. These are the teams. This is it. This is what we do. But who are we talking about? You know, Jeff Collins was on my show with Tyler Siski. And Jeff was at the Georgia-Auburn game Saturday in person. Jeff knows some football. Mm-hmm. He's pretty, pretty good at football. I know he didn't win at Georgia Tech. No, nobody does. Um, he was a hell of a defensive coordinator at, at, at Mississippi State, at Florida. Did a good job at Temple. Pretty good football mind. He said, look, keep an eye on Kentucky Saturday. They've, they've, they've got the pieces to pull it off. They can run the ball. The quarterback's good enough, and they're pretty solid on defense if they can contain Georgia's running game, and Georgia's running game is not very healthy right now. They've got a shot Saturday in Athens. And if Kentucky were to beat Georgia, we have to start talking about Kentucky in a different light. Yeah, 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 sure. If Missouri beats LSU on Saturday morning, we have to start talking about Missouri in a different light. And then the other one, of course, is Texas A&M. They're not scared of Bama. Jimbo is is different than this is not a knock at Lane. It's it's the only thing left kind of on Lane's resume, really, to check a box, like treat Alabama like a normal game. Jimbo treats it like a normal game. And he's gotten them, and he damn near got them last year. A&M is not going to jump into that category, though, until they win a couple more after that. Because A&M's problem is never beating Alabama. It's not losing games you shouldn't lose. Right, right. Right. So it's following it up with a loss to Auburn or not, not right. Auburn, but you know what I mean? Sure. Whoever, where it's sure. like, okay, well, great. Absolutely. You got Bama, then you lost the state. So great. Right. Awesome. It's consistency. Yeah. They look different this year. Offensively, they're a totally different team. We're yeah, halfway. I mean, look, Bobby's good. We're halfway no, no. through the season. And we got to give Jimbo some credit. You have a flaw. You address the flaw. Mm-hmm. You fix the flaw. And then you stay out of it. And to this point, he kind of has. He's letting people coach. And if A&M beats Alabama on Saturday, you, we, it's, a, it's a seismic shift in the league. Because suddenly the West is a free-for-all. And if Missouri wins, and if Kentucky wins, and I'm not saying they will. We might have just, it might, everything might go by chalk. But if they do, those are those are shifts that that I think some of our buddies in the national media will struggle with. Look, Georgia got a good plan from Hugh last week. Georgia was sloppy. That's a rivalry game, so I'm not giving any excuses. I think Georgia just is what they are. Okay, like I, I think they, I think what you're seeing is Georgia. But if they kind of come out listless again, that's really just who they are. Because this is typically the game where Georgia puts the team back right. in its place. Right. They did it to Tennessee in the past. It's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then, nah, they get sure. the hell out of here. 2021, they did it to Arkansas. They yeah. did it to Tennessee. That, this, you, yeah, yep. no, you're, you're, you're the puppy. Yep. Move away. Yeah. You're cute. But, yep. no, we're not in this game. So, that's the thing. Kentucky gives them a game or wins or whatever. And you go, oh, okay. No, that's just who Georgia is. Yeah. It's also who Kentucky becomes. Mm-hmm. So. I mean – Look, no weekend goes chalk in college football. It's not possible. It's two week to week. Everybody that's supposed to win is not ever going to win. It's so. kind of like uh, it's kind of like Ole Miss. Yeah, there's a lot of national people that struggle with not because they care. It's just because for the longest time, Ole Miss wasn't nationally competitive. They just weren't. And the one or two times that they pop up for a minute, it was just kind of cute. It takes a lot to make them completely move it into the 
category. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. So. And it's not a criticism at all. I, I get it. I mean, everything kind of has some paradigms that you follow, you know. Nebraska's finally out of power. We've gotten past that one. Yeah. Took a long time. Yeah. Do it with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. People still try to make Tennessee something they're not. People still try to make Florida something it's not. Over and over and over. Because of the uniform. Yeah. If you had just looked at, took the uniforms off on Saturday and let one team wear purple and another team wear green and then say, who are they? No one would have looked at, let's say the green team was Florida. Nobody would have looked at Florida and said, that's Florida. <laughs> no, 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 no. They'd have been like, I don't know. That's like Purdue, Bowling green. Purdue yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, they, they're horrible. Yeah. And Kentucky just beat the hell out of them. I was, yeah. You would have guessed Kentucky was Florida or right. you know Tennessee or whatever. Yeah. Stuff shifts. Yeah. You ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is like any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs flavorable punch. 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea, it turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, when you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching in a bar, or hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is here to elevate your experiences. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that feels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey has partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can serve his customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, but the same great people, products, and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding areas, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, Indiana, and more that are coming soon that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. If you're coming up this weekend for the uh, Arkansas Ole Miss game, uh, stop by the College Corner. It's right off of Sisk Avenue at the Oxford Commons. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff's going to have you in and out, ready for the Grove in no time. Uh, It's collegecornerstore.com, plus there are two locations in the Jackson area. And if you're coming up this weekend, you're going to be in the Grove all day. Kickoff's not till 6.30. 
you want to kind of control things or prepare for things, get your Game Changer patches. The only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next place. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You know, Single-game football tickets on sale, including for Arkansas this weekend. You can pick those up at OleMissTix.com. Basketball season tickets for sale. You can get those also from WinsTix.com. Women's basketball tickets just $50. And then that Tadpad game coming in November, you have to be in attendance to uh, see it. No streaming, no TV. VIP packages available, OleMissTix.com. And while you're there, Ole Miss baseball tickets beginning to be on sale for renewals or new purchases this month as well here in October. So all that, OleMissTix.com. Did you watch much NFL this weekend? I uh, did not watch. You said it was kind of around more than. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I'm trying to think. I watched. Ended up watching a good bit of Philadelphia, Washington. Um, that's I, an interesting. One. I watched. Uh, I caught myself watching a lot of the Colts and Vikings. Kind of was interested in everything they did with Anthony Richardson. I thought they did a really two different games. Colts played Rams. I mean, Colts. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Colts Rams. Then I watched the Vikings. Some against the Panthers. I was watching okay. the young quarterbacks. Uh, that's about it. I didn't watch a ton. I didn't watch any of the game last night. I didn't watch any of the Sunday night game because literally I just was like, I'm not doing this all night. I'm, I'm, I'm it's going to put me in a bad mood. I'm a consp- I'm a conspiracy theorist on Travis Kelsey and. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm t- I'm totally. I, I, it's it's just too broad for me to go there. I'm like, a total it's just too much. Theorist. I can't. I. I mean, I the just, amount of time they have to spend together for that to be the case just doesn't doesn't compute for me. Um, first Sunday night football ad. Oh, I'm not debating that. Yeah. I just just feels feels forced. Um, as I've said, I just doesn't make sense for her. Um, I, I can't. I can't get there from her standpoint. Um, I am curious to see how long it goes because she does. She is busy. I mean, you can't yes. just go to every Sunday night game or I every, eagerly but, await the breakup. Yeah, that's that's the part of it is like how how many weeks can this can this occur? I did laugh with Sauce Gardner saying he probably would have been flagged if he would have been a Swifty talking about Jets Chiefs the other <laughs> night after the <laughs> crucial penalty that swung the game. Hey, well, however bad the Jets are, they're better than the Giants. Hey, they're they're golden yeah. compared to to Jeffrey's guys. Because oh my god, yeah. Daniel Jones was sacked ten times last night, and they threw like this other little thing where another dude was sacked. So they, the Seahawks had eleven sacks. Eleven. Yeah, it sounds like I didn't miss anything. I, it was interesting only from the standpoint of. It can be this bad. You're watching it going, wow, complete train wreck. I worked until about 8.30, and then I turned on just for a little while. I watched, I finished an episode of Jack Ryan on Amazon just to kind of, just to get away from sports. (sighs) The... Mac Attack wants to know, speaking of Yeah, NFL, I'm, I'm going to talk about okay. Toy Story in a second. Yeah, thanks for Super Chat, Mac. I'll get to the Toy Story game in a second. Um, We don't give Pete Carroll enough credit. 
in a way. We, we, we keep seeing the Seahawks as this, oh, they're kind of whatever. He's put a roster together. I mean, he's executive vice president, too. They've put a roster together mm-hmm. that it fits and at least allows them to make com- kind of be competitive, which should be outside their window. Um, oh. I was very – I've been very impressed with – look, I hate them because I don't give them a lot of credit, but I, I give the Seahawks a ton of credit for what they have looked like this year. This isn't just simply – Last year, that this was this strange Geno Smith comeback player kind of deal. I mean, they're they're think, they're legitimately cohesive. I think he's one of the five best coaches in, in professional. Yeah, and in, I guess in, that's a good point. Like I, maybe football I, history. Maybe I phrased that incorrectly. We don't give Pete Carroll credit. Obviously, we know Pete Carroll's a great coach, but inside the season, we sort of brush off he's the an Seahawks. Elite coach. Yeah, I mean, I think you like, can make the argument that he's the best coach ever. Ooh, one he's won both. Saban never won a Super Bowl. Bear Bryant never won a Super Bowl. That's true. Bill Belichick never won a national championship. Pete Carroll did. Your ability to coach and motivate college players and pro players is elite in a way that is almost impossible because it's not the same thing. Nick Saban was a disaster at the professional level. He's the greatest college coach ever. I mean, it's one of the reasons why college coaches are potentially getting out of the game now as the NIL shifts into more of a professional mindset. They all are. I mean, the the number of college coaches who privately are whispering about getting to the NFL is unbelievable. You know, I thought that was an interesting back and forth, and neither one were wrong. But I was watching on Twitter, I guess Saturday, and Josh Pate, he had a quick little segment that got pulled out of his show talking about in the next three years, some – top 10 high-profile coach is going to just quit because of NIL and Portal and, and whatnot. Obviously, it affected Matt Luke, other people in the past, Chris Kiffin. Um, and Ralph Riso, who I think so writes for the AP, mm-hmm. he said, okay, not really not really disagreeing, but so what? What does it matter? Because there's always other coaches that move sure. up. And it's very, very true. It's almost kind of like, you know, we, we over... Oh, God, can you believe this happens? And it's like, okay, game moves on. Now, Ralph's a little bit of a defender of the college game. Yeah, 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 and yeah. that's fine. But he's he's basically right. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I mean, I, you and I were talking about something a minute ago. Teflon right now. I mean, it's just no matter what happens to the product, look at the crowds. Now, I am interested to see the second half of seasons for teams that are teams that are out of it. Do their fans bail sooner yeah, than they would have spent? And, and they will. You know, I don't know. But like, look, if this season, think about. I mean, I, I thought about this this morning. I always get these thoughts in the shower. I did my Peloton ride and I got in the shower and I was thinking this. This thought crossed my mind: What would this week be like for us if this were the first year of a twelve-team playoff? Huge. I mean. Huge. I mean, we would be having... We'd be dissecting Pac-12 teams today. Yes. So we'd be having... Hey, Washington State's got Oregon left, and they do this, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Because right now, today, I'm just going to use the AP poll as the thing. I don't know what the computers would do. So there's, this is a pure hypothetical. There's no reason anybody get their blood pressure up. We would spend the entire day going, can Ole Miss get in with two losses? Yes. Can they lose one more time the rest yes. of the way? We would be dissecting what would have to happen for 10-2 and two Ole Miss to get into the tournament. And they're probably in. Probably. But yep. we would be having that conversation. Because obviously at 11-1, and one, you'd be in. Yeah, sure. That wouldn't be... That would be... Duh. Duh. We would be having the conversation about, okay, well, if they lost one more, would it matter who they lost to? If they beat Texas A&M but then lost to Georgia, what if they lost to Texas A&M and then beat Georgia? We'd be doing all these hypotheticals, and we would also be dissecting 
Washington State, UCLA. And uh, I skipped over the bowl projections. I wouldn't have skipped over a playoff projection for today. No, we, we would be talking about, okay, well, if Missouri wins, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. I, I mean, if Kentucky beat Georgia somehow and Ole Miss did this, how would you compare 10 and 2 Kentucky and 10 and 2 Ole Miss? They don't play each other. They wouldn't be in Atlanta, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, as much as a lot of people, sometimes hand raised, sometimes not, I'm, I'm, my, my verdict's not in. When a lot of people think, man, I just don't know. I don't know how long this holds up. Again, it's two different things. Nationally having interest is totally different than putting money and time into your own program. Right. That's what people aren't getting. It's it's completely different. I can sit on my couch and be enjoy. I can enjoy USC, Oregon State. I have no flesh in that game. I don't care if they're paying players or not playing players right. or doing anything else. That's different than trying to manage, okay, well, for my team to do this, do I need to spend this that I would spend going to Italy and instead do this? Does this help? Does this help? Okay, well, I've always donated. Like, it's that. It's 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 too, it's not the same conversation. And only College this. football can be very healthy nationally and start riding a little at its core locally. Yeah. I mean, if you're Mississippi State right now, you can't compete in this environment. Not ripping on them. You just can't. No, you got to decide whether you are happy at 7-5, and 8-4. and four. You know, are you going to just embrace this? We're going to recruit in-state kids, and we're going to try to Oregon State this thing at Mississippi State. I mean, I, I, okay. But when your chance at ever being nationally competitive is virtually zero, how much investment do you have? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how powerful the the ties of alma mater are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Beats me. I, it's not something I can relate to. I don't, I don't know. If you're Arkansas, I'd bring them up just because they're playing here this weekend. If you're an Arkansas booster and someone there is hitting you up for NIL, do you start to say, all right, look, why should I give to football? They're not competitive. This doesn't look like it's headed in the right direction. The basketball guy's gone to the Elite Eight twice and the Sweet Mm -hmm. 16 once in the last three years. He's obviously doing something right. The baseball guy's always competitive. Why shouldn't I just give to one of those two sports? And if I'm going to give to football, you guys are going to have to get serious. You're going to have to go higher. Because they're over there, whether this is a fair criticism or not, they're over there starting to say, hey, uh, you're a check. You could have hired Kiffin. Mm -hmm. You dragged your feet. Jerry Jones wasn't sure he wanted him, so you got you dragged your feet, and now you hired this guy, and he's a nice guy, and everybody likes him, but but he sort of reinforces the stereotypes about our state. That's what they say. And it doesn't look like he's winning. So, that's, that's my favorite college football, really sports thing, but college football thing too, is when Sam Pittman is winning – he embodies our mindset. And mm, he is one of us. Sure. And then when he loses, oh, you're, you, you know, you got him, and it's all the bad parts of our sure, state. Sure, of come course. Out. Like, it's a complete. Of course, everybody does it. <laughs> I mean, do you know how bad Lane would be getting ripped right now if that ball gets caught in the end zone, the final play of the game? We would be spending your your post game show Saturday night would have been about nothing but clock management. Trust me, I'm very aware. Uh, I, I was so the margin. The margin is just so freaking crazy thin. But the point stands. So if you're over there and you're in Fayetteville, for example, and that's 
you're trying to raise money to be nationally competitive in NIL, and they're going, well, I mean, I just don't. So well, do you pull the trigger and, and make some high-profile hire? I mean, Blake has I mean, the thing. Do do? Yeah, there have always been schools that aren't national powers that continue to support. It's what it is. Can't see that changing. That is the question for me, because it has. It's why college football is so successful, is there's 130 FBS teams. Not all of them are going, hey, we have to go into the season, and for us to have a good time, we have to make the playoff. Of course. That's not the way it works. You have different expectations depending on where you are on the path of respectability relative to whatever your fan base thinks is right. I mean, one of Ole Miss's most successful seasons was for what it brought was 2012. They went six and six in regular season and won a bowl game to go seven and six in Birmingham. Um, it's my question to that, and I don't even know that I disagree with you at all. Is with the playoff and 12 teams getting in instead of two or instead of four, are you still there mentally? Is it still just cool to go eight and four if that's where we are, if all my neighbors are in this playoff race and pennant race? No. I, that's I, the question to me. Because think, it becomes, again, I'm trying to be careful with the complete professional sports argument, Yeah, but it's sort of the same thing. It's like, hey, I can be in a rebuild and be kind of fun at 85 but wins, but hey, if I'd gotten to 88, then that would have meant I'm in the, I'm in the tournament. Wrigley was a lot more packed this September than it was last September. Why? Team was team finished two games over four games over five hundred eighty three and seventy nine. Mm-hmm. They weren't a great team. Nobody watched that team and had realistic World Series dreams. But they were in a race. They were in the race until they they were they were eliminated at, at on game one sixty one. So I think next year for college teams, when you drop that third game, you're out, and your fan base goes, "Well, what now?" That will be interesting, but it takes a long time for good teams to drop the third game. Yeah, you're into the season. It's going to be a minute. Yeah. I, it's the questions we just don't have answers to yet. Is the, is, no, is it's going to be a new thing. I mean, next year is going to be really new. Going to add the, the, the leagues are going to look different. Big 12 is going to look different. The SEC is going to look different. The Big 10 is going to look different. We're going to have a completely different uh, puzzle for the season. Because now you're going, literally right now, the Ole Miss people are saying, can, can Alabama lose twice? Yeah. And now look, that if Alabama loses twice, you have to win out. Yeah, you have to beat Georgia. Um. You know, so the better question is, can Alabama lose three times? I don't know. You wouldn't be having that conversation next year. You'd be like, hey, screw it. Let's just go 11-1. and one. Let them play in the championship game. That's one more game we don't have to play. We'll, we'll host a home playoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be the five seed. We'll host... Whoever the two lane is The 11 seed, yeah, yeah. In the biggest game that's ever happened in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Let, let Alabama play another game. Yeah, we'll at, sit at home. Atlanta's cool, but well, frankly, next year there won't be divisions, so eleven and one might get you. You might the get team. a rematch with them. Yeah, it's totally different. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. That's true. And this is the last year of this, of the way we've covered it forever, the way fans have viewed it forever. It's totally different now. I say forever since the league went to divisional play. There won't be divisions next year. I mean, Hugh Freeze sort of let it slip yesterday. He did. He he knows. Now something. I think George is going to be a permanent. I'm not sure. I got to be really careful with how I say this. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and we were talking. He he was asking me. He goes, "Hey, did your girls go to Dallas?" And I was like, "Yeah, they went." And he goes, do they like that game? I'm like, well, they're girls. They love that game. It's indoors, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, I don't really think that game's going to last a lot longer. I was like, oh, you mean because they're going to go to campus? And he's like, I don't know that they're going to play each other every year after next year. The contract for them to play in Arlington has one more year on it, and it's not going to get renewed because that game can't. If they're going to stay at eight games, some of these games that everybody's in love with, they just can't happen. I mean, if you're LSU, for example, Who's LSU's one rival? They've got to figure that out. If is is it going to be Texas? Is it going to be Texas A and M? But for the teams that have two traditionals, won't they preserve all those? What I was told is that there's just no way to preserve them all. because as long as you have because the way we understand it per Dellinger, I'll mm-hmm. take his word for it. I don't know. Is they are essentially taking the league and putting it in eight over here and eight over here. We can do it by budgets, what they're traditionally won, however you want to do it. And if you're in the top half, two of your three permanents will be in the top half, too. If you're in the bottom half, two of your three will be in the bottom half, and you get one from the crossover. That would, As long as Auburn's in the top half, again, I assume, if right. Auburn's a top eight, not a bottom eight, then they would get Alabama and Georgia, theoretically, and then somebody from the bottom half to offset that. That's why Vanderbilt has been a huge guess for people with Auburn's schedule. Is right. They think there's a lot of possibility that it's Alabama, Georgia, 
and Vanderbilt as Auburn's three permanents. To try to even it out. It would open up Ole Miss to have State, LSU, and then one more from the bottom, whomever that would be. I've heard a lot of Arkansas buzz on Ole Miss, actually. So they'd get two from the bottom and one from the top? Because they're a bottom team, yes. Oh, you get okay. two from whichever gotcha. one you are, gotcha. in theory. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the way I... That's the way I've, I've been... I, I know, I know, I yeah. know, I know. That's the way I've interpreted it from reading... Dellinger at this point. Hugh had to come back and say, I was just making hypothetical in Mobile last night because the fan base lost its collective mind. I'll just say that I'm not never going to challenge Ross. I kind of got wind that that might not be locked in. Was it specifically Georgia Auburn? Well, it was one of the ones that was mentioned. Okay. We'll see. You just can't accommodate everybody. You can't accommodate everybody's secondary rival. LSU might not look at Ole Miss and go, that's our secondary rival. I'm just using it as an example. Texas A&M might not look at Arkansas and go, that's our secondary rival. Who, Who does... I think there's a lot of desire in the league's part to try to create an Arkansas, Oklahoma thing. Well, if you do that, can, and, and you're trying to preserve Arkansas LSU, you can't preserve Arkansas Ole Miss or Arkansas Missouri, and they've tried to force that rivalry. There's just no way to do it all every year. No, Arkansas by Dellinger's formula can't have Oklahoma and LSU as permanents. Right. So Correct. they got to pick something. Which why I would guess is if, if if Ole Miss were a permanent for Arkansas, it would be like Oklahoma call Ole Miss like it would be some Missouri. Like they try right. to do that whole thing again and do the right. the whatever from that standpoint. And they're trying so. to do the deal where you play everybody on a routine basis. Well, that's for sure. They yeah. are going to have that in place. So. You will play on every campus over a four year period. Either in the eight or the nine game formula, you play on every campus over a four year period. That's the way it's set up. I think at the end of the day they're going to go to nine nine games. I do, oh yeah, I think everybody does. I think I think nine games, three permanents. Because if you do nine games, six you can, rotating, you can pretty much preserve everything. What's my point? Yeah, no, that's that's the what I'm I'm, yeah. I'm all my, the yeah. the point I'm making is only referring to a nine game oh, schedule. Okay, because okay. I I think that's a guarantee. Honestly. Oh okay, yeah, I'm not even considering the eight game moving forward. I wasn't until just the other day. Okay, and then I heard. No, they might stick with eight. And if they stick with eight, some of these games just aren't going to be able to I just happen. don't see them being the only league to do eight. Just don't. Yeah. Um we'll see. Anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm yeah. for nine. I mean for yeah, the sure. record. I mean I, I I think a nine game schedule makes sense. I think it would be more entertaining. Mm-hmm. The T V people would sign up for it a lot faster. Cause some of the I mean, some of the dog games in college football are dogs. They I mean, are, they're dogs. I mean, you know, I mean so I was referring to Ole Miss's schedule. It's like, okay, we're going to do this. Who are you dropping? You're dropping the Citadel, right? Or whatever that game is. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. Nobody's. But we, are you going to play 11 FBS games, like Power 5 games? Jesus. Probably. Good luck. So, anyway. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery. JohnstonHillCreamery.com. Football tailgate packages, including this week for Arkansas. Go to the website at JohnstonHillCreamery.com. You can pick up at Chicory Market to specify the game you're ordering for. 
And whether you want to pick up on Friday or Saturday, tons of options. They feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on how much food you need for your tailgate this weekend. They have great desserts, crudités. They have a fruit tray with a cheesecake dip, which is always a favorite. The charcuterie trays, which are some of my favorites. The uh, specialty trays, the artisanal ones that are their uh, local cheeses they make in-house every single week and much more. You can get the pepper jelly, the feta dip, so many options there with Johnston Hill Creamery. Again, you order right there on the website at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Brought to you by Pinnacle, Pinnacle based in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. They're also home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. Get in touch with them. They'll uh, give you a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. I was talking to John just the other day. Uh, all you got to do about something we're talking about doing, and you can do the same thing. Just get in touch with them. Say, hey, it's kind of what I'm thinking about. Here's some parameters. Um, you give him a budget or you ask him, hey, what would that be looking at? So you can start thinking about how you prepare for that. He'll uh, take care of all those things because he has connections in the travel business that uh, most of us don't have. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by OPA. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It is the perfect place if you're starting to think about your uh, company dinner, a festive party, a Christmas party. Uh, OPA would be a perfect place. Fabulous food, great craft libations. They accommodate up to 200 guests. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie at 601-421-7147. You can also um, look into the same thing with rafters on the square. Same number, uh, obviously a bigger place. But if you're thinking about a party, a Christmas party, that kind of thing, get in touch with Jeannie. Again, 601-421-7147. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. Told you yesterday about if you're looking for a job. But if your company is trying to find quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialists can help you too. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's Corinth Dental. Dot com, And we've mentioned uh, what he said, what he meant a few times. That's brought to you each and every week by uh, MyPerfectFranchise.net. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludeke can help you. He owns multiple fran- franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. Nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at MyPerfectFranchise.net or contact Andy at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call him at 404-973-9901. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 MBPS, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Forge Studio. (laughs) Your hometown team bring you World Crest Broadband. That's uh, 662-238-3159, nespark.com, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So, again, the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. So, Mac Attack, no, the Toy Store game was fantastic on Sunday for kids. I... I flipped it over there 
simply to um, check it out. I mean, I just kind of curious what it looked like. And Carly Ann will pay attention to sports. Um, she can name the sport. She'll kind of follow it a little bit, but nothing at all that was engaging. And she was locked in for half an hour, probably. I mean, like, I mean, every time they did the character stuff, I was impressed. I, I forget who was doing the play by play. I know Booger McFarlane was doing the color. Handling the technical difficulties too. Now, hey, number one, I saw their setup as far as the screen. They're wearing all these sensors. They're in a room with a table, and they've got the Toy Story screen on a screen in front of them on the right, and they've got a regular game screen on the left, and they're just having to sort of make this work. Mm-hmm. They were awesome at explaining the game at a very base level to kids. I mean, every little detail you could do. Super um, smart. Tons of little Easter egg graphic stuff throughout the game. I mean, it was. It was A+. plus. It was very, very, very well done. Super um, smart. To, 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 to engage kids at that level, I mean, she was... It seems like, judging by Twitter, the board, social media, Carly Ann, they, the slinky dog as the chains was per, was absolutely the favorite as mm-hmm. he backed up and moved forward and the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Brilliant. The fire coming out of the players' feet when they were running. I mean, mm-hmm. had the claw putting the ball down. The whole deal. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it really was. Brilliant. I mean, I... I, the feedback I've seen from it, I would suspect that they're already planning to do the Super Bowl. It is so much better than the Nickelodeon thing that they tried with the Super Bowl or whatever they've done that with in the past. I mean, it blew it out of the water. I mean, and yeah. I don't think it's simply a. I mean, it was just the whole setup looked better and had mm-hmm. more. In, you know, it was more interactive. Yeah, Super Bowl makes tons of sense. I would, I would guess. I've not read that, but I would guess that they, given the feedback that they've gotten, they were already like, hey. Let's do this, because you look you 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 can't assume even the NFL with its unquestioned stature as king. You can't just assume that you will always be king. So you keep innovating, and you you have to f- make sure that you're always going for a new audience. You have to constantly be thinking about a new audience, and that's smart. It was engaging for a minute. Yeah, it was. It, it did everything you wanted it to do, and you did it with a London game. It's in the morning, mm-hmm. not like it's something that's. It was an experiment. Yeah, sure. You roll the dice. Had it been a disaster, you'd Who say, cares? "Oh, because well. like, I mean, early on, it was tons of technical difficulties, and you're going, oh, God.'" And they yeah. sort of, yeah. That's why I credit the announcers. It takes certain announcers to pull that off, to be willing to be uncool and do the kid thing. Mm-hmm. So credit to them because not everybody would be able to pull that off. Of course. There'd be some people, nah, 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 nah. No, no, no. they did the... They, Get down on the level. It was really smart to do it the way they did it. I, I get the... Look, NFL, man, give them tons of credit. They just don't screw much up. Nobody's perfect, but they don't screw up a lot. And that was good. Hey, let's do it on a Sunday morning early. If it bombs, we'll just put it in the trash can. Mm-hmm. Because most people really don't start the NFL day until noon. Of course. And so you can get away at eight, get away with it at 8.30. You had the Ryder Cup going on. Yeah, you, you were competing fine. with that too. Yeah, there's fine. a lot of stuff going. You on. were fine, but when it works, <laughs> now you go. Hey, let's uh, let's expand that bad boy. Let's dive into this a little bit. Well, I mean, look, you can get five year olds and six year olds to watch something, to get engaged in something, to learn about the game, to start to like the game, to have a favorite team. Start to have a favorite player, mm-hmm. buy a jersey. Makes sense. Because the six year old's probably not watching the, you know, the, the, 
who was it, Jags and, and Falcons? That's right, yes. Probably not watching that game at noon on Sunday. Jags doing two London games in a row. Yeah. They're there for two weeks. Well, they hate their home. They've sort of become the adopted. We'll just go over there and, 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 and do this. But, yeah. Are they doing it again this week? I don't think so. Yeah. Austin says, uh, one year they should do a Disney versus Nick Ball on Super Bowl Sunday. Have the NFC team be Nick characters. Have the AFC team be Disney characters. Yeah, I don't know what rights are for any of this or how this works. Because, I mean, Disney works well for for different things and whatever. So I don't know how that operates under whatever rules. But, yeah, I mean, I'm up for any of that. I think it would be neat. I mean, you could do a – if you have the ability to do rights completely, I mean, do a Marvel versus DC game where it's comic book characters. You might even get an older audience for that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Suddenly go, hey. I mean, I'm, throw them in there. Oh, I'm sure there's some people in a room. The quarterback's Iron Man for the day, and we do the deal. I yeah. mean, I'm sure there's some people in a marketing room in the NFL today that are. Hey, can we get those contracts? How's this yeah, work? Throwing some ideas off the wall and calling legal and going, hey, look into this. Yeah. Right after we got done with Toy Story, uh, came out and had got some boxes i was putting some stuff you kind of caught a stray on sunday morning and don't even know it i did yeah yeah yeah. so um had a bunch of stuff from frankly almost co- not college but right after college boxed up in a box and uh i was grabbing it looking for something specific i don't remember what i was looking for and carly ann started going through the box and she found this bobblehead and it was from my buddy patrick was in college he interned for the portland beavers the triple a team and uh, I already know where this is going. They did a bobblehead night, and it was John Canzano, um, the very popular columnist there in uh, in Oregon. Oh yeah, she pulled it out, and uh, he's like chewing on a pencil, and he's got a notepad, and I think they called it whatever the the, the Canzano was, and she goes, "Oh, it's Mister Neil," and mm. it was a bald guy. Yeah. It was Canzano who is uh, whatever, and she goes, "Why is Neil a bobblehead?" And I went, ah, "It's not, not Neil. It's all John Canzano. All bald guys look the same." <laughs> <laughs> reality i mean you're carrying a notebook and a pen there was there was there was, there was all bald was guys all bald guys look the same yeah it was especially white bald guys just the way it is so by that you're saying you look like bruce willis i mean i've been compared okay when all I'm, right when, when, if i'm if i'm if you're not fat if yeah, i'm not yeah, fat yeah, yeah. you got to be pretty hard you got you to be in really good shape to draw the Willis comparison. So that's a good point. Yeah, can't be your worst day. No, I, that's that's. I, I tell I tell guys I get because I get asked a lot like what, hey I'm losing my hair what should I do? But one of my first questions is what do you weigh? Because that changes the game. And they're almost like kind of yeah. I mean it if, just means lose weight though. Yeah, there's not a way to pull off heavy. No, Same no, no, way. no. If you're bald and heavy, you look like a snowman. Yeah, as G says, Brian Urlacher is probably a little different too. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a little that's, different. That's, I mean, there are always fair. exceptions, right? But you you get my general gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you went, you're going to ball. Should I shave or not? No, just lose 15 pounds. Start with that, and yeah. then we'll get as lean as you can get, champ. I saw somebody bring up the Pete Carroll thing. I listened to it was in one of my books I was reading. There was a whole chapter on his decision in that Super Bowl, and actually, statistically, it was the correct decision to throw the ball on that down. Mm-hmm. 
that you know, it's like what Kevin talks about is you do the thing everybody else does and you're not analytically doing the correct thing, but you get to take the pressure off. Everybody's just on, on your side. It's when you do the mathematical smart thing that no one agrees with that you catch the heat. And yeah. you have to, I mean, there's a lot of coaches that won't do it for that reason. Hey, I can do the easy thing and not get yelled at in the post game. But if I take the gamble, even though I've got sound reasoning for doing that, I mean, they broke it down to a micro level. It was actually fascinating listening to all the analytical reasons why that was the play. And the play that was made defensively was an elite play. It was the play of, you know, I mean, it was the right call. It was going to be a touchdown. Just didn't work. Just didn't work. Not always work. Devin McCourty? That sounds right, but I'm not sure. Again, we go back to the game Saturday night. Today, Lane Kiffin's a hero. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that team was resilient. They overcame, blah, blah, blah. If, it, if, if they score a touchdown on that play, literally, we're talking, like what, what, a foot? A foot? Yeah, sure. In a game that lasted three-plus hours, 1,300 and something yards of offense, and we're talking about a foot. Inches. Who's We're having catching, a different conversation today. If they score on that last play, the blame is on the touchdown with the officiating and clock management, but oh, on Kiffin not getting the, the the signal to go down faster. Right. We would be doing two things. However, after the game, Trey Harris said he was scoring no matter what if he'd seen the signal. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't he said that. he saw the end zone. I don't know what the hell with that. That's what Tyler said. Tyler said, good luck, <laughs> good luck telling wide receivers. Especially wide receivers. Don't score. <laughs> hey, we're going to need you to take a knee at the one. Uh, yeah, that's not how they think. <laughs> but we no, we would be having two conversations. We'd be talking about clock management, and we would be doing the officiating thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was what I was dreading. It was the clock management that actually I was dreading the most because I saw Lane go down to the knee and go, "Oh God!" And then you, because I mean, I'm as it's happening real time. I'm like, no, don't you? You don't score. You, you. And it's amazing the number of people that think no, absolutely score. I, I, I would have gone down and not even thought about it because the odds of making a field goal are so much higher right. than LSU not scoring. Because you're talking about a 19 yard field, an goal. extra point. Yeah, that's it. It's an extra point. Like I just. I mean, Doris said, see, again, I mean, again, I'm not criticizing. I just find it interesting, the high percentage of both, pe- of both sides of it. He goes, if you can't stop him in 39 seconds, that's on you. It's like, yeah, but you don't have to. I, I get that, but then on the first play, they go for 40 yards down the sideline. They were the 33 in one play. And he's sprinting down the sideline, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then I know people have questioned the horse collar thing. I think that was the right call. You, They're at the 16-yard line. If they don't get those two penalties yeah 16 is much more doable i mean than the 26 you can get a couple of shots at the 16 but i i it was just it always strikes me in those games man the margin of error just just so so it's wild because, again, you're setting it up. Yeah, if, if somehow if the snap is bad on the field goal and oh. you miss it and then you are, oh, they could have scored a touchdown and didn't. Second-guessing uh, that. But I think if Lane had a do-over, he would have absolutely downed the ball. They, oh, would, have, no, they yeah, would have set it up in the middle of the field, run the clock down to two I mean, he even gave that it. in the answer yesterday to the statement that was made. Was yes. He said, 
we made it pretty dramatic for you. I'd like to have not given on the ball back or, you know, catch the interception when it hits you in the hands. Well, again, I said this the other day, so I won't, I won't say it long. I, mean, I was looking right at him. Trey Harris was literally running at me. I was in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the end zone, and Lane was right there. Yeah. And I looked he had at come all the way down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And he dropped to a knee. <laughs> and at first, I thought, He's, oh, that's a celebratory breakthrough. And then I went, no, 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 that's not what that is. That's he's upset. Oh, God. No, it wasn't. It was just, oh, God. What, the thought that went initially through his mind is we gave them 39 seconds. Yeah. And two timeouts. Would he have taken knees or would he have run the football and tried to run it in with like 20 seconds left? No, I, th- I think, you he, think was, he was taking I knees. I think he was taking knees, kick a field goal, and win. They're down two. And then he he said different than what I thought yesterday or Sunday. I forget which press conference. Because they were so methodical, I almost thought they were settling for like a 40-yard field goal to win the game. And he said he actually didn't want to kick a field goal at all. He was just trying to run as much clock inside the schedule as possible. Because I kind of thought they were being ultra-conservative and just setting Davis up for like a 40-yarder. Well, and I started wondering whether LSU was just going to let them score and give him a minute plus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably, if I'm in Baton Rouge today, I'm like, you know what? When Dayton Wade caught that ball, let him go. Maybe you should have just let him go. And made them make a decision. Hey, go, go score. Because that would have given them like a minute and yeah. 20 something. Yeah. If I'm if my math is right. Now, I might be off a few seconds. If and I now Ole Miss could have got kicked the field goal and gotten it down to 40 again, but then you only needed the field goal if they did that. Right. They could have taken a knee and done the whole deal, but. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It works as long as it works. The math, the analytics probably tell you that your best bet is to down the ball There's at the not, one, not two yard enough. line, run the clock down, kick the field goal, no it, time left on the clock, you win. Yes. That's what the analytics would tell you. You miss like one extra point a year. Right. Yes. The odds are overwhelming versus I have a 98% chance of making the extra point. I guarantee the odds of LSU not scoring were not 98%. Well, a week earlier, LSU had, did, had done that against Arkansas, remember? Yeah. And so the debate in Fayetteville was should you have let them score? And the answer is absolutely you should have let them score. Give your quarterback an opportunity to drive the field. Make a play. Someone misses a tackle. They'd have been down eight? No. Because they, they 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 lost by three. They'd have been down seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. They yeah. would have been able to drive. I mean, assuming that LSU kicks a PAT. Sure. Then he would have had the decision. Assuming he scored, do I go for two to win it or do I take this thing to overtime? Yes. I mean, it's one of the, you know, it's one of the crazy games. He, unlike, it's the difference between, look, there's a lot of differences between Kiffin and Pittman. Don't get me wrong. Kiffin has embraced the portal in a way that Pittman has been unable to. But Lane has won. When they come to mind, Arkansas 2021, Tennessee 2021, LSU Saturday night, Am I leaving any out that have come down to basically the last play? I mean, top of my head. They blew a game against Auburn a couple years ago. But I'm trying to think of games that come down to yeah, the last play. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he's won them all. Imagine how different the conversation is had he lost them all. Yeah. I mean, Kiffin, because yeah, I mean, their defense comes up with the big play on Levis, the whole deal. Because mm-hmm. they're driving. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, there's another one. They're down three at the 20. 
dude leading a charmed life. Well, I mean, the penalty, the the, the half, and it was the right penalty, but like oh, Kentucky. Sure. They score. They yeah. score. They scored on that play. That would have left Ole Miss like six seconds, uh-huh. seven seconds, 10 seconds, not many seconds. Not 39 seconds. Not 39. On a day when you weren't marching up and down the field, by the way. It's crazy. Charmed life. And when you do it consistently like that, it's because you're doing something right. Your heartbeat in, in that moment is good. Mm-hmm. But there's a degree of luck. There's certainly a degree of luck. And yeah, over a period of time, it becomes, no, there's something formulaic in this that and, is allowing you, you this. You begin to, be to expect to win those those games when they come down to the final play. That's a good point. There is something to that. You're not wondering, oh, can we do this? Yeah. We get tight. You tense. Because if Kentucky doesn't just... I mean, it was a millisecond. It was the right call, but it was close. If they don't jump, they win. And that season looks different last last year completely. He's not making nine million right now. If you probably not. some of those coin flips, if Arkansas scores on that two point conversion, and then they lose the next week to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's not ten and two. That's Music City and yeah, no yeah. Sugar Bowl, all that stuff. It's crazy yeah. to think about how. Something I think about a lot when I'm watching games, just the margin mm-hmm. between great and good, yeah. so small. So did it with the Cubs where they lost 15 games in the month of September by a total of 16 runs. You changed four of those games. Mm-hmm. They're in the playoffs. Podcast brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Get your all your different flavors. If you've got some favorites, you can stock up on those, or you can try several of the new ones, several of the ones you haven't tried yet, because we're going to help you out with that. Use code RG with primeshrimp.com. You get 25% off when you buy five pouches or more. Great for lunches, dinners. I know everybody's busy. you got stuff with kids going on, so let Prime Shrimp help you out. It's also a great protein source during the day if you just need a snack get something through your work day. So again, five patches or more code RG 25% off. That's prime shrimp.com. Southern traditions farm is a 68 acre, 32 stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi, two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern traditions, uh, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced to nationally recognized competitions and more. It's also a great venue for uh, corporate outings, our, reunions, parties, whatever the case may be. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of, whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program? Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. As a GAF Master Elite Contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland Services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. Uh, they know you want the best, and that's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town Oxford is right next door to the Ole Miss campus. They offer spacious two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort. Whether it's a weekend binge-watching session or hosting the best game day parties, you'll do it in comfort and style, cheering on uh, the Rebels with your friends. The community is designed to give you the perfect blend of comfort and convenience. So don't break up the game. 
grab your friends, pick up your favorite uh, floor plan, reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. Visit their uh, VIP list uh, by texting, and uh, you become the first to uh, know when they're leasing in fall 2024 is open. 662-300-3733. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy. 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer med scene. Free prescriptions the same day each month take care of you. They can also transfer your medications very easily. You make one phone call. They take care of the rest. That's in Tyson Drugs and Holly Springs or Oxford with G&M. That's 662-236-2222. Two. And we're brought to you by uh, Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Give, give Whitney a call if you're looking for, uh, whether it's commercial, residential, or uh, land, Oxford, Tupelo, anywhere in between, 662-567-2573 or Whitney at tmhomes.com. Really, I mean, not fairly, sad baseball news yesterday, Jim Capel passing away, the uh, baseball writer for ESPN for a number of years, apparently had ALS and dementia, died at 61 yesterday, Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody who I've read for years and years and years and years, Um, a lot of Boston sports stuff, Um, several books, he uh, he wore the Devil Wears Pinstripes um, and a couple other books there from that era, kind of offbeat a little bit, we do some non-serious analytical stuff for baseball, so... uh, Saw yesterday he uh, passed away at sixty one for uh, for that one. Who are you pulling for playoffs wise? Jays twins. Uh Jays. Why don't why I, I don't know why I want Minnesota to win a series, but I kind of do. Yeah, just I guess I like the Jays because they have a good young team, but I don't care. I guess Minnesota. I don't know. That's one that I won't know until it, it's on. And you'll yeah, you'll I'll catch it. myself yeah. cheering for a team. Uh, ESPN pulled twenty seven of their baseball writers. 17 picking the Jays, 10 picking the Twins okay. in the uh, in series. I'm for the Rays over the Rangers. I don't know why, but sure. Small market teams. I just find myself doing it. Uh, I don't know that I have a rooting interest Rays in Rays 22 to 5 on the predictions. Yeah, they're good. On that one. Brewers, Diamondbacks. Um, for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Is that simply NL Central? Yes. Related? Okay. Yes. <laughs> My children have gone to school <laughs> when they were little. Yeah. And when they would pull the uh, napkin out of their out of their uh, lunch lunch paper sack, okay, there was typically comments about the Cardinals or the Brewers. Send the Brewers back to the sewers was one when they were little. Oh, really? Yeah, you would do that. You know, we saw we saw we saw Redbird. We were in St. Louis just on a trip, and the Reds the Reds were in town to play the Cardinals, and we happened to be at the hotel where the Reds were. And um, Fred Bird was in the lobby. I think I've told this story before. Fred Bird was in the lobby. Carson couldn't have been more than like four years old. He saw Fred Bird and began to sob. He was terrified of Fred Bird. So I'd done my job. He was scared of Fred Bird. Yes. Well, I told him Fred Bird was evil. And Fred Bird, I told him, that, back then I told him that the Cardinals. Were they, essentially satanic. Well, they, they tried to kill Santa Claus. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Just did my part. <laughs> it stuck. It worked. Uh, Brewers twenty four to three on the predictions here in this. I wonder how many of those predictions were done before the word got out that Brandon Woodruff is correct out for the series. Passan, which thought, sucks by the way, because as much as I hate the Brewers, Brandon Woodruff is an awesome guy, North Mississippi guy. I listened to an interview with him not so long ago. He did an entire inning in a Cubs Brewers game. Did he really? Yeah, and he was fantastic. He was. Just he was really, really good. What a great guy. 
Hassan thought that the Diamondbacks' run game would actually create a really big problem this weekend, that the Brewers can't stop it at all, and that if all yeah. Arizona got on base, that it could get complicated. Have you watched that rookie team. for them much, Corbin Carroll? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia 25-2 to against the Marlins. I'm for the Marlins because it's an easier matchup. I mean, sure. it, it's it's whatever. Uh, Blue Jays twins versus the Astros. Whatever, sure. Yeah, we don't want to go down that. It's fine. Nobody Games giving today. Do what? Games start today. They do. Yes, I believe that's correct. The baseball games today. MLB October third. All four play today. Oh, we got Rangers Rays at two o'clock on ABC. Toronto at Minnesota, 3.30 on ESPN. Arizona, Milwaukee, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. And Miami, Philadelphia, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Those are your game ones. It was really good last year. It was great. No, no, no. So, you know, I mean, it seems crazy to play 162 games to play a three-game series. But you got to do something. But you got to do something right. And it's better than one game. This is a fun time of year. I, Carson walked in here yesterday and said he loved October, and I was like, I do too. I've always have. Weather starts changing. The weather begins to crisp. You could feel it a little bit this morning. It's supposed to be really nice this weekend. I think into the upper forties Saturday night. Last I saw, I haven't really like studied the weather, but it's what it looked like. The NBA season right around the corner. Major League Baseball in the playoffs. The college season's right in the middle. The NFL's. Getting going. Getting going really five weeks, five through eight, nine. It's kind of fun. Give a credit to the message board a little bit. We always kind of talk about the psycho threads and stuff, but uh, somebody picked out yesterday the turning 40 thread and had a lot of insight in it. We we can get fairly deep and intelligent at times. We're not all idiots on the uh, on the message board. Um, actually, a lot of really accomplished people on the message board, if we're honest, uh, in a lot of different fields. Uh, so I, I responded to that thread this morning and just say thank you. It was, it was, I don't was, remember turning 40 being as big of a deal as turning 50 was very depressing to me. I think it's not even the age as much as it's just sort of coincidental. Um, I think it's now I do believe this and now look, you did this sort of, well, I don't know whether you did it on purpose or not. I do think there is something to physically your metabolism and all those things mm-hmm. changing, that when you get close to 40-41, you need to be fairly in the fit range that you want to be moving forward. Oh, yeah. I think that is the impetus as much as anything else is, yeah. is that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean I'll have... I'll Losing have, 20 at 45 and 39 are two different animals. Oh, ask me how uh, yeah, I know. Right. Um, oh, I mean, I've had young guys like, hey, give me some life advice. And I'm like, stay fit. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing I say. And they look at you funny like, I'm like, don't put that 40 pounds on that you see all these guys gain. It's so easy to do it when you've got little kids in your house and you you go into stuff and they don't, you eat the leftover chicken nugget on their plate. You know what I mean? And you oh, don't, sure. you don't exercise and you're tired all the time. And, and these three months are the most important these three halloween yeah. thanksgiving christmas yeah. time off vacations holidays yep. so don't do easy. the thing where you ruin everything in 90 days and go well on january 1st i'm gonna uh, jump back in the gym do it today yeah you'll feel so much better on january 1st and it's the whole deal about yeah like 
Like I always have this argument with people about cheat days, right? <laughs> so you can have a cheat day if you're disciplined. You can have a cheat day if you're disciplined. Like you can have a Friday night pizza night. Yeah, sure. But if it turns into Saturday morning pizza morning yeah, yeah, yeah. and Saturday afternoon pizza snack, well, you didn't have a cheat day. Does it meal. cause you to let your guard down, period? Yeah, you didn't have a cheat meal. You had a cheat 24 hours. And you can do that too, but if on Sunday you're like, yeah, sure, I'll have the pot roast. Hey, we're going to go to whatever. And before you know it, you've had three, four, five days. It's why when my knee started flaring up and I couldn't run, I kind of panicked for a minute. I'm like, okay, all right, I got to get as much as I don't want to get back on the Peloton because sometimes I have a hard time. No, I get that. Getting into the, getting into the class. But I was like, okay, no, here we go. I'm getting up in the morning. I'm going to get on the Peloton first thing. I'm going to go. I'm going to find a class that I can do, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to get into it. I'm going to be disciplined. Like this morning, I was not really in the mood to do it. But I know like which – I go to Dennis Morton if I'm not in a great mood. Okay. Because he's – going a little bit? He just kind of – well, he doesn't even – it's just – it's my deal. Like some of the female – the scenery on some of the female ones are really good, but sometimes they just talk you to death. Okay. And I'm like, no, just give me a spin class, damn it! I, just I, I don't need, I don't need a morality to the story here. I just want to spin. Tell me the, tell me the, what am I, what am I looking for? What output am I shooting for? Give yeah. me a resistance. Give me a speed, and I'll go. Yeah. And so he's kind of that pragmatic okay. instructor. And then like this afternoon, I'll get out. I'm already kind of planning it. I'm waiting for it to get warm. So I can get loose a little bit and then I won't be able to run and go six miles, but I can go run three. You can go do something. Yeah. And, and you know, you got to be careful about food and stuff like that. But that's, it's a big part of, I think it's a big part of happiness in the forties and fifties. I mean, I, I think body has changed a little bit too. You know, I've, I've talked about a lot of different stuff and I, it's people ask me, I'm talking about alcohol. I think it's because I used to have a lot of cocktails and it's the sugar more mm-hmm. than the alcohol that really affects me. I get bad inflammation. I feel sugar. And there's a couple things that I like artificial sweeteners with, but artificial sweeteners, and I know everybody says this is true, and I honestly I don't have the discipline for it. Artificial sweeteners are absolutely a gateway to bad food for me. Yeah, I get that little bit of whatever, and it makes it easier to go grab the other thing as time goes on. It really does make a, uh, it really, uh, it really does make a huge difference there for, for for whatever reason. But anyway, yeah, just saying, thread was uh, thread was great. Appreciate everybody jumping into. Uh, into that yeah she's making fun of tony horton actually tony horton yeah, yeah. no this is she, this is dennis morton totally yeah. different guy tony was an inspiration for you uh, i mean you tony, you and tony are tony changed my life yeah no question about it because i wasn't i was up. you got past the sexual tension that he has with jerry weber and the fact that they had a porn star doing one of them i mean yeah, yeah there's all kind of stuff in those p90x videos i just kind of locked in on him I did. I mean, I've told the story. For an hour, I do what Tony says. I was so big that I wasn't going to go to the gym and do it. I was too conscious of what I looked like. I wasn't going to go to the gym. I just wasn't going to do it. And I didn't think to hire a personal trainer. I guess I could have done that. But that first day when he was like, just everything he said was like, he was like talking to me. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, he's such it, a he's such a dork. And I'm like, I don't care. It's just me and him. Just show no up. No one sees it. No one can see me, including him. And he would be like, write it down. So, okay, I'll write it down. Yeah. I was like, why? And then I, mean, I do it. And then it just kind of went. And that that very first time when you know you're doing the push ups and the pull ups, and I got sick. I mean, I was yeah, not yeah, yeah. not in that kind of shape. 
And I came back in, and right, the first thing he said was, it's okay if you hit pause, just hit play. And I was like, damn. <laughs> he knew. And so I hit play. And, you know, and you just kept doing it. And, and he would do that thing about, hey, it's, it's going to get better. Yeah. Write it down. And then you start okay. to see the progress. And you're yeah. like, oh, it is getting better. And, yeah, no, I mean, that's not for everybody. Yeah, sure. But for me, it kind of worked. I mean, I, I would never in a gym have gone and done the plyometrics. Oh, yeah, sure. No, where no, no, people no. could have seen you. Yeah, no. Because no uncor- you, you don't realize how uncoordinated you are until you do some of those plyometric workouts. Yeah. Go, oh, whoa. No, yeah. no, no, no. I would no. never have done that. Yeah. So. so thank God for people like that. Yeah. And he made a gazillion dollars, I'm sure. He did. All right, back tomorrow. Uh, again, we'll have to get a few more NFL thoughts. I didn't get to all those, but good show nonetheless. It's all good. We got time for uh, for that. So more coming tomorrow. Old Miss and Arkansas, 630 SEC Network, rebelgrove.com in the meantime, and we'll talk to you then. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.